And, it, and it's hard to justify business expenses with phone calls to a lady named Mandarin in Sri Lanka. So I know <laughs> what you're talking about. Okay, you speak from experience. Okay. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 153 of the Unscripted Podcast. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the other co-host of this fine, fine broadcast, the emissary of Expo East, the one and only Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you today? I'm doing well. I, I love that new title. I have no idea what it means, but it, it sounds really good and sounds like lofty. So thanks for that. How are you doing, bud? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. I am ready to broadcast at a level I can't even define today. <laughs> I am so fired up to broadcast today, and I can't even tell you why. I just woke up with a renewed sense of excitement, vin, vigor, and vitality, so I'm ready to roll. And you know who else is ready to roll, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? Thank you for asking, Kirby. So glad you did. It'd be good people at Bam Bams. Have you checked out their custom headwear program? You know I have. Well, we've talked about it. I know you have. There's a, they have those fully custom caps designed by your team or their team. They're going to be delivered to your customer in 30 days or less from sample approval. But I've got some better news for you, Kirby. You want to know what that is? I do, Bill. Bring it. Oh, they have added factories in Vietnam, so they are not, I repeat, not impacted by the tariffs moving hmm. forward, which is a really nice benefit. Yeah. So you're going to get some uh, cost efficiencies there, as well as that custom design headwear, 30 days or less from sample approval. So stock or custom, you need to let Bam Bams be your first and only thought for custom headwear. So go ahead and check them out at BamBams.com. You will not be sorry that you did. That's awesome, man. Absolutely. Well, hey, I want to remind everybody, the podcast avail is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and now Spotify. You just search Promo Corner and hit that handy subscribe button. Kirby, are you ready to uh, broadcast at a near titanium level today? I'm pretty pretty fired up, buddy. I'm going to do my best. Uh, why don't you start us off with a topic? Okay. So I was out on a run yesterday and was thinking about what I believe are sort of the unsung heroes of the promo industry. Mm -hmm. And that's the multi-line reps. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think, um, was just thinking about, um, you know, sort of the the way they kind of go to market. And yeah. obviously, just like with supplier reps, just like distributors, just like suppliers, there are amazing multi-line reps and some that aren't as good. But I've had such good experiences with multi-line reps, and I think I was thinking of them sort of as the entrepreneurs of our industry that don't always get a seat at the table and are left out of the discussion. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I just wanted to see if you sort of agreed with my kind of take on that or if you, if you had an opinion on multi-line reps, good, bad, or indifferent, on, and then we can kind of take it from there. Yeah, no, I don't have an opinion on that, Kirby. <laughs> Well, it's the first time in the history of the podcast. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, I you know I think it's a uh, I know quite a few multi line reps, and the one that comes to mind who I really really admire, and I don't want to get into. I mentioned one person and left another one out. So right. I, there's a lot of great multi line reps out there. So don't I don't want anybody getting all butt hurt because I didn't mention <laughs> your name. But the one that comes to mind who I think does such a, a wonderful job and exemplifies all the good work that multi line reps do is Lori Eaton mm, in okay. Texas. She's got a variety of lines, and I've seen her present. I've worked alongside her, and I've always been impressed 
with the way she is able to juggle different lines and present each one of them equally, making each one in that moment the star of the presentation. Um, And like I said, I could mention a bunch. I could mention Javar Trefano or Chris Yoder or there's some Mark Shin. Again, I could go on and on. I'm sure I'm missing a bunch, so everybody's going to get all upset with me. Too bad. I'm sorry. (laughs) All of you are wonderful. These yeah. are the ones that pop into my mind. So, I, but I don't think they're left out of the conversation. I think mm. it's kind of one of those things. You know, what a great opportunity for a supplier who may not have the the uh, finances to support a direct to market sales force to have the ability to get that marketing uh, that. Um, industry expertise in a multi-line rep. Are you going to get the dedicated uh, sales force that you um, might, you would have if you had your own um, uh, people, your own factory reps? No. But I'm telling you, it's such a great way to go to market. And our industry, thankfully, is used to that. And so yeah. you have a distributor group like yourself that's very receptive to multi-line reps. So what mm-hmm. do you think about the multi-line rep, Kirby? Yeah, I think I've been very blessed. And I think part of it is, you know, and maybe it's just the ones that come into our uh, office or we work with all the time, but you're, you're exactly right, man. I think the, the best ones, and, and quite frankly, they're the ones I've worked with the longest, and you know they're going to have longevity because of their professionalism and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just, when I what I mean by the left out of the discussion, I, it's like when you hear of an acquisition, right? Mm-hmm. Like often we're like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen with the the... The factory reps. Yeah, exactly. But you don't always, it's not top of mind. Oh my gosh, how's this going to affect right. the folks? And they truly are. You know, they're not, I don't think, most of them salary-based. They are working No, through, 100%. Yeah. yeah, very entrepreneurial. And so mm-hmm. in, it is fascinating to me how each of them does, like in, in, you mentioned a few, Matt Isold is one I've talked about. Yeah, Matt's past. a great guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Kent Getze, Doug Langer. Yep. And there's, there's, Kent, Kent's a great one. I work, yeah. you know, again... I, you start. To, it's like it's like thanking someone for winning an Oscar. You're going to leave somebody yeah, yeah. out, and there's so many of them. And Kent gets. He's a great guy, absolutely. But it's and, one of those where each one of them kind of runs their own business, and I, I'm just fascinated by the process of it. I actually wonder sometimes that if I weren't a distributor, that if maybe multi-line rep is, I, I think I would enjoy that. It's yeah. but they work so hard. Like that lifestyle's tough. So it, I did, it, it was one one of those things I was thinking about. I thought it was topical to our industry, so I thought I'd bring it up. It, you know, here's one thing I wanted to like to add. It is tough because you let's say you represent, and I, I think there's a tipping point of how many lines yes, of, they could represent. That. To me, the number's always been about six. Okay. Beyond that, I think it's very difficult. And you have to have an organization from a supplier perspective that understands they're not going to get 100% of your time, right. period. And, you know, I think where it's very challenging for multi-line reps, you have maybe one of your uh, lines you represent wants more of your time. And yeah. you just really can't do that. Because right. if you're representing, let's say, six lines, you've got to make money for your family. And let's yeah. say one of those lines is just killing it. <laughs> Yeah. Are you going to spend more time on that line in a presentation or are you going to give equal footing to each one? And I know the I know my answer to that question. I'm going well, with the hot hand. Well, and the reality of it is I, you're serving two masters in that way. Mm-hmm. Like as a distributor, I'm the customer in that moment. I want to mm-hmm. see the hot hand. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so exactly. it's, it's it, it, it kind of serves both ways. It's, that's one of the ways that I lean on them because I feel like they have 
kind of a breadth look of the industry to say, well, this is going really well. Right. Maybe this isn't as hot a line, but here's where it's working right. nationwide. So yeah, I think the best multi-line reps are just amazing jugglers. And, and so I, again, I just wanted to give a shout out. Shout out has been given, Kirby. Love it. All right, Kirby. You and I both have similar organizations in the fact that we have people that work remotely. Mm-hmm. We have in, in one of the things that I we had our national meeting last week, and it's always so wonderful to have everybody here in Tennessee mm-hmm. and team build, and we we give the, you know kind of in person department updates and talk about our vision for the future and where we're going, where we're at. And I love those things. I know you do, too. I know those things are vitally important for you. But Mm -hmm. I want to talk a little bit about the challenges and and, and hopefully the successes, too, of building a cohesive work community when people work remotely. You've got people that work remotely as well. Yep. how do you go about that? And I'm happy to answer where I go with it, but I'd love, I want, you know, obviously I always want to hear your perspective. So I can go first or you no, can I'll go I'll jump first. in. Yeah, okay. no, it's something I think about a lot and I don't know that I have it a hundred percent right. Um, oh, you, you know, don't? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think constant and consistent communication is the key. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a fan of alliteration. So, uh, no, but I would say, you know, we do from most of our remote folks are sales related. So right. every Monday at 10 a.m. we do what we call the WIG meeting, which is stands for Wildly Important Goal. Mm-hmm. And okay. that's where we kind of check in, um, uh, touch base about our activity, what's working for us, what, you know, like generally we're like, hey, this is what I'm going to try to accomplish this week. Then the following week we're like, okay, here's how I did. And then right. here's what I'm going to do better. So it's a 10 to 15 minute meeting each Monday. Um, and then occasionally we, you know, hey, I'm, I'm working on this one project and this is usually toward the end and I'm struggling with it. Mm-hmm. Give me the, the, the vision of the group. Um, so the, the meeting, then a monthly all-in meeting when we can. There's still a few people who can't make it all in, and I try to get them in remotely. Uh, a weekly email that gives an update. And so it's, for me, the, the key is constant communication. And then for those other folks, like mm-hmm. like Bree McAndrews comes to mind. She lives right. in Detroit. She can't make the trip on a regular basis. I have sure. a weekly call scheduled with her, just one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Just so, so yeah, it's like one of those where as long as I can consistently kind of communicate mm-hmm. and they can communicate to me and we can laugh and kind of just stay together in the moment, I think that those are those are sort of my keys, I think. Agreed. And I, I think obviously begins and ends with communication. I couldn't agree more. So our organization's a little different. I've got salespeople um, remotely. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, our creative director remotely. I've got our operations manager remote. And so I've got almost every facet of my organization in different places. Right. And so what we do, again, it does go back to communica- uh, communication. We leverage Google Hangouts and video meetings um, all the time because so everybody's got a video camera, um, not that so I can, you know, break in and see what they're doing, but <laughs> we have the, you can see somebody's face. What, 90% of communication is nonverbal, and so it's important to see someone's face. And don't care if you're wearing a ball cap or just came in from working out. Who cares? It doesn't matter. So I have a weekly standing meeting with everyone that reports to me, period. Mm-hmm. And it's a video meeting. And sometimes that meeting is going to last five minutes, Kirby. Sometimes it's going to last half hour, but it's always scheduled for a half hour. And if it runs long, it runs long. So every week without fail. And then every other week, so biweekly, we have uh, a team, a group, a group meeting. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'll give kind of what's going on with the organization to everybody. So everybody hears the same thing at the same time, whether they report to me or not. And then every 
department head gets two minutes. I call it the two-minute drill. You have two minutes. Update every, I keep try to keep the meeting at a half hour. Again, right. long meetings suck, and long video <laughs> meetings long video meetings are exquisitely painful. Right. Um, so everybody, we do the two-minute drill. Everybody's got two minutes to kind of give their update, what's going on, what they're working on, just again to give visibility. That's the word I always come back to. When people work remotely, it's very hard to give visibility, and everybody starts to work in their silo. Mm-hmm. And you, it's hard to see what other people are doing. So that's that's what we really try to do is really leverage technology um, to really make that human interaction. Hey, real quick, I yeah. actually have a question. So Google Hangouts, you've talked about this a couple different times. I've yeah. not used that. Um, yeah. So is there a cost to Google Hangouts? Uh, the only cost is frustration, Kirby. I don't. <laughs> actually, I'll say that of all the Google products, and trust me, I loathe I really don't like Google except for the search engine yeah. um, and Hangouts. I will say I like Hangouts. What's great, it's a, it's our instant messaging service, okay. so everybody's on there. It's free. So answer your question, no. it's. I think there might be a cost if you have a bunch of people as a team. I'd have to look into that. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, but I like that you know we can communicate through instant message, and it's the video chat service is fantastic. I will okay. say it's truly, truly wonderful. Okay. And then I think you know we have an I don't think, I don't think it's called an enterprise edition, but we have an, a, a, a level of of, of Google where. Um, when we set meetings, it automatically generates a, a call-in number and a PIN for people. And so it works well for external meetings uh, as well. So for cool. that, I, I would explore it because I think it's, it's very cost-effective. Okay. Um, but we also use Google for uh, everything, like our email and all that. And I find that uh, just – I'd rather – have cheese grater on my spinal cord, but I've adapted. I have okay. my I have my Gmail going through Outlook. Thank you. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. All right, Kirby, you got another topic for us? I do. So I was thinking about this last night coming up with topics, and um, I think so many times we talk about success. Mm-hmm. Um, just at, when I say we, I mean as a culture, as sure. a society, whatever. And I think it's so many times we define success uh, based on money or wealth mm-hmm. or whatever. And I think you and I have talked about it separately where it's like, you know, success is different for each person. What is it like, you know, for some people it's freedom. For some people it mm-hmm. is money, you know, the, and there's no sort of wrong answer to this. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know, um, and I'm just dropping this on you, but what defines success for you? What what if if you had to go okay this is what my life would look like if it were if I were successful. What's so that? can I ask a clarifying question? Yeah. Is yeah. that are you talking about personal yeah, or professional? I, yes. I, like I again I so. It's a broad question. It, it, it's a super broad question, but I think um, so. Yeah, I think really from a from a life perspective. So wherever you okay. want to go, if you want to go uh, professional, that's fine. What, whatever you think. All right. So I'm just going to kind of go off the top of my head here. So okay. this is unscripted. We don't yep, know the that's topics. What we do. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I will say, you know, you, you you can't succeed in anything without really trying, despite what you may read in emails. Um, <laughs> but you really have to work at it to succeed. And so the way I view success, and when I think about that, is more importantly, it's personal success over professional success. So okay. um, I want to be a, a good father mm. to my children. Yeah. I want to be a good partner to my spouse. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, be there for family and friends when they need me. I, I think, so you asked about defining success. So this is me thinking about my answer as I'm kind of just vamping here. I think I would define success is after I interact with someone, whether it's my family, 
whether it's a friend, whether it's a colleague professionally, internally here at Promo Corner, or externally in the greater promotional products industry, I would hope that after every interaction, that person felt that they were important, mm -hmm. that they were listened to, that they were respected. To me, that, that is the first definition of success is just treating other people well. Um, and to me, you know, when I think of success, and, and I'm, again, I'm taking a very broad approach to it, yep. I think in terms of building a legacy. Mm -hmm. What do people think about you when you're not in the room? Mm. Yeah. You know, and I think of people like uh, a Fran Ford. I right. think of people like a Paul Kiwi. I think of people like a Kirby Hossaman. I think of people like a Danny Rosen. I think of people like a uh, Mark Graham. I think of people like a Jason Lukash, and I could go on and on. What do people think about you when you're not in the room? What do people say about you when you're not around? And I would hope that people would feel that I gave more than I took, mm -hmm. um, that um, I, I looked at, I handled adversity with a certain degree of grace and humor and humility and class. Uh, I hope people say I've handled success with the same thing, grace, humility, uh, dignity, and, and, and humility. Um, those, I guess, I'm, I'm you're you asked such a question that I'm, it's going to cause me to ramble, so I'm probably going to pull the plug here. But that's what I think of. Mm -hmm. You know, did I did I perform well for others? You know, personally, that's all the stuff. And then professionally, did I leave the organi an organization better than I found it? Mm -hmm. um, right. Very broad answer, and that's a tough one. And I did not expect that, Kirby. We were <laughs> broadcasting at such a damn you, high level, and then you derail me. Yeah, I didn't derail you. I made you think. I like it. It's I don't want to think. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was what that's a very think? successful response. What do uh, you? What is? What does success mean to you, Kirby? Yeah. So, I, I, by the way, I think your answer was really good and thoughtful. I when I was thinking about it, it was immediate. Yeah, I I, I think of freedom. Um, that's a and great answer. So, like, because I think that's where why I struggled when you said personal or professional. Like for me, they're so intertwined. They're, they are interwoven, yeah. but there are yeah. certain things that aren't. So yeah. So, but I think that from a professional perspective, if I can have a level of success that uh, from a financial perspective that just gives mm -hmm. me provides me freedom. So in other words, I'm not stressing each week about bills. I'm not. I'm I'm able to travel and go see places that I want to see. And then I it, the other piece that I really like that you talked about was legacy. I think you know it's one of the reasons honestly that I've you and I've talked about this I don't I'm not a proponent of smart goals right um, because people they always have to be measurable and they always have to be uh, realistic and I'm always like eh, do they though no. like you know I, I, I the number one goal each year I and you know this I write down my goals my yep. number one goal is to be a better father and husband sure I don't know how I measure that, but what I do know is that by looking at it every day, I'm reminded that it's something I ought to work on. Um, and so I, for me, the legacy piece is super important, whether it's um, for uh, for my family or for my team. Mm -hmm. And then really, like the, I want to be successful enough from a financial perspective that I can be as generous as I want to be. Yeah, no, um, great answer. And because I think that that's, like, the idea of being able to solve someone's problem with a check, I'm not able to do that most of the time right, right now. But the idea of being able to do that is sort of what drives me each morning. So that's... Uh, that's what, that's how I would define it. I think that's some great stuff, Kirby. I think that's a great thing, and I think if we we really would ask the listeners of this broadcast, yes, not a bad thing to do is kind of a little bit of a self evaluation. You know, when you ask that question, it's it's a very arresting question, right? Because 
what does he mean by that? What does success mean? And, and it's just like, I, I almost, I mean, I'm not joking. My palms started sweating. I'm not lying. It <laughs> yeah. did because it's, it's a, I don't think about those things enough. We don't do enough self analysis. Right. You and I, when we were at the sales safari in Kalahari, we talked about personal brands. And I think one of the things I touched on, I gave the presentation 26 times. So hopefully I said this 26 <laughs> times. Um, but one of the things I know I touched on is um, we don't spend enough time having quiet thought about our personal brands. And I would extend that to your question. We don't spend enough time having quiet thought about being intentional about right. where we're going. Yeah. And that's yeah. where, you know, success is a destination. It's also a journey. It's yes. both. Yeah. But if you're not intentional about it, yeah. You can tread water in a sea of mediocrity for a long time. Yeah. No, agreed. I mean, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there for sure. Uh, absolutely. So speaking of success, Kirby, we are at the time of this fine broadcast where we're going to talk about the promo person of the week. Yes. And as we always share, it's dedicated to highlight the one person in the promotional products industry. Age doesn't matter. Gender doesn't matter. Affiliation doesn't matter. But it's that one person who's really grabbing our attention and making us take notice. Now, Kirby, it's your week to yes. pick the promo person of the week. Last week it was Mason Lynn from Raining Rose. This week, Kirby, the promo person of the week is – hold on. <laughs> that was a really crappy drum roll. That was awesome. The promo person of the week this week is Brittany David. Brittany David. So, the, yeah, right. the, yeah, VP of, of sales and marketing for Snugs. Um, I, the, the reality of it is I admire just the entire Snugs organization. And, of mm -hmm. course, she's a leader there that helped to kind of drive the creativity that comes out of their sales and marketing department. That is a fun and wacky group. I love all yeah. of them. Um, but also she's, I mean, obviously got a heart of service. I mean, yep. and she's the head of PPAI this year. She's, I saw her serving at LEAD, going to um, DC to mm -hmm. kind of rally for our industry. And, you know, I think when you put that all together, the way that I judge um, pretty much anybody is that if the, I feel like the industry, the world is a better place because they're in it, I can definitely say that our industry is a better place because Brittany David is serving. Uh, great, great uh, promo person of the week. And, you know, Brittany is a giver. Yes. Um, and as chair, chair uh, person of uh, PPAI this year, she's done a great job. And I had a little you know, opportunity to spend some time with her at LEAD, um, which is always great. And she did a, just a tremendous job there and does a tremendous job everywhere. So, Brittany David, your box of Shiner Bach and Whataburger Spicy Ketchup from Kirby Hossman is on its way. <laughs> some Texas goodies for my Texas Aggie friend, Gigum Brittany David. Kirby? We are at time for fill in the blank, and that's brought to us by the good folks at Hall's ID Line. Right. You know, Hall's and Company ID Line, they're a 48-year-old family-run company with a staff that has hundreds, hundreds of years of combined experience. They've got an online inventory program that distributors can not only put their badges into, but also mouse pads and countermats, and they have a whole brand new line of coasters, wow. which is awesome. They offer free spec samples, random samples, and a myriad, and I love that word, a myriad of other marketing materials with any distributor logo or if you want end-user logos on it with the details. So they have a website specifically for free self-promos. So get out your pen, pull out your portable Google machine, and type this in, selfpromo.idline.com. You can upload your artwork and specific details, and they will produce 100 
Not 50, not 75, not even 95, Kirby. 100 free re-stick-it calendars. And those are repositional decals. It's going to keep your name in front of your clients for a long, long time. So we thank you, Hall's ID line, for sponsoring Fill in the Blank. Kirby, do you have a theme this week? I do. My, my, my theme is food. Food. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm kind of thinking of you, and I know that you are Captain Foodie, so I, I've got, right. got a whole theme this time. So, ready? All right. Yep, I'm ready. All right. Your go-to condiment is? Ranch dressing. Well, <laughs> so when I think condiment, I think a sauce, of some sort of yeah. sauce. So yeah. I'm going to say ranch dressing. Um, there's nothing that ranch dressing doesn't go with. Um, <laughs> I will tell you, um, here, here's a pro tip for you fellow snackers out there, and I'm really trying to cut back my snacking these days. Um Little uh, rolled gold stick pretzels dipped in ranch dressing. That'll do you right every time, folks. I'm not kidding. <laughs> so I'm going to say ranch dressing. I like it. Okay, cool. All right, Kirby, I have a theme this week as well. There's been a lot of talk lately about 5G coming for cell phones. Okay. So we're going to talk cell phones, Kirby. Okay. The first cell phone you ever owned was blank. Uh, it would have been like a little flip phone. Like okay. The, like the little tiny. It was back, you know, it was so funny how phones were huge and yep. then they got super, super small. Mm-hmm. And I had one of those really tiny flip phones. Yeah. And I, I loved it. I had it forever. The funny thing about me is that I literally, since I've had a phone, mm-hmm. I've had my little uh, holster for my hip. Mm-hmm. So I, I like as my phones evolve, I get new and new holsters. I think Sam Cabert always makes fun of me about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my very first one, little tiny, tiny, tiny flip phone. Awesome. All right, cool. Kirby. Yep. All right. The way you feel about eating breakfast foods at dinner is? Um, genius. Okay. <laughs> I, as a child, there was no better sentence when I heard my, my mother say, Billy, we're having breakfast for dinner. Okay. And I have continued that very proud Petrie family tradition with my children. And there is nothing wrong with having a few, uh, a few eggs, a little bacon, a little chocolate milk, maybe some pancakes. Love it. Nothing Nothing, nothing wrong with that for dinner. Okay, cool. I figured you'd have an opinion. Who says breakfast is just for breakfast? (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Kirby, back when roaming charges was a thing, Mm. the largest cell phone bill you ever paid for a month was blank. Ooh, that's a good one. I think just north of 500 bucks. Whoa. Uh, uh, and it was one, you know, it's like a lot of us where you get the bill and you open it up. And it's, it's almost like those old credit card bills where you're like, this is this is uh, one of mm-hmm. two or whatever. Yeah. A big thick envelope. And yeah. uh, my, you know, I'm trying to justify that it's somehow business existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no. It, and and it, the thing about it is, is 500 bucks maybe now doesn't sound like a lot. But at the time, you know, I was yeah. banking on 35. Well, <laughs> and, it, and it's hard to justify business expenses with phone calls to a lady named Mandarin in Sri Lanka. So I know <laughs> what you're talking about. Okay, you speak from experience. Okay. No, so, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, just I'm, okay. Next question, Kirby. <laughs> you are eating pizza. Your drink of choice is. Uh, I'm going to answer that in two ways, Kirby. These days it would be a beer. There are a few things that go better than pizza and beer. Yes. As a ute, as a youth. Yep. And peep again, boy, you know, I'm just opening myself up for all sorts of weird comments this week. Orange soda goes okay. exceptionally well with pizza. <laughs> okay. 
I am not gonna lie. There is something like drinking something that sugary sweet that goes with the salty pepperoni and in the brightness of some of the vegetables on there. But I'm gonna tell you that. I kind of want some orange soda right now, Kirby. I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting excited just thinking about some orange soda. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with orange soda and pizza. <laughs> okay. All right. Sure. Why not? All right, Kirby. The worst cell phone you ever owned was blank. I'm pretty lucky, um, just in the sense that I didn't. I haven't had any that were terrible. I, I would probably have to go. I had a Nextel with uh, mm-hmm. Sprint, which I really liked the walkie-talkie concept. Yeah, I remember that. But being in a rural area, like there was just ginormous dead spots in Coshocton <laughs> County. Like yeah. the concept, we got it back when we owned a candy bouquet franchise, mm-hmm. and the idea being that I could just, hey, we're you know, where am I taking this delivery to or whatever? Mm-hmm. But, you know, if they don't work, they don't work. <laughs> it's, it's a pointless exercise. Yep. So I'm going to go with that. But I liked it when it was functional. Got it. All yeah. right. I think you have one more. I do. The best dinner food at breakfast is? Steak, please. <laughs> what? Why is this even a question? Um, Kirby, there is nothing better than a – and I'll even go a little extra. When I make steak at home – Okay. I always throw on an extra one. I'm going to tell you why. So I throw in an extra one. I cook it. Um, I cook it just like I would any other one, which I like my steak rare. That's generally how I eat my steak. But I'll put it in the fridge. Won't even okay. eat it. Okay. All and right. Then the, and then and over the next couple mornings, like over a weekend, I'll eat that for breakfast. Just cold steak, and it's so good. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. All right. All right. I know I'm kind like of short-circuiting it. your brain a little bit. But. No, it's hey, I'm excited for it. I, I brought up food for a reason, yeah. so it's I knew you'd be excited. Fat boy like food. <laughs> All right, Kirby. Last one for you. Blank is the best way to carry your phone at a trade show. Uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm always in the holster because yeah. it, because I don't trust myself that I'm going to lose it. I'm going to drop it, um, and so and I'll be. Totally honest with you, when I am out and about and I don't have the holster on my hip, it feels weird. No. Uh, so it, whether I'm at a trade show, I actually, total funny side note is mm-hmm. I am getting to a point where I can't, um, I went for a long run the other day and had it on my hip and mm-hmm. it bruised my hip. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I've got to come up with a new way to carry it around yeah. because it, it's starting to hurt. I'm so. proud of you for admitting that you do wear the holster. You mentioned it earlier and kind of, yep. you know, kind of shit on my last fill in the blank here but that's okay uh, i'm glad you admit it because you are the only person i know that holsters the thing up and, yep. and but you own it and i oh I yeah that. so kirby i don't know if you have your cell phone with you I, I just texted you a picture do you have your cell phone with you i i saw it okay I, so yeah. we are going to do something a little different today we're going to do mystery rapid fire i've got an envelope right here in my hands okay and so kirby there are five i got a little bored over memorial day weekend and so i came up with five different rapid fire topics so i'm going to go ahead and give you pick number one through five and then i'm going to open the envelope we're going to do that rapid fire i have no idea which one you're going to pick number so pick a number between one and five i'll go five here I am. I'm opening the envelope right now, Kirby. Okay. All right. Let me get this out. Number five, Kirby. Oh, this is a good one. Nice okay. job, Kirby. Okay. I, I do what I can. Yeah, this is fantastic. So these are 1960s TV shows, Kirby. Okay. And why I picked 60s TV shows, you're, you're a little younger than me. Not, not terribly younger, four or five years younger than me. Growing up... Um, we had the, the main channels, ABC, NBC, CBS, and a PBS station. But then you had these wonderful 
um, kids would never know what these are these days, but UHF channels. And they were local independent channels. You remember these, Kirby, right? Sort of, yes. But they would always play reruns from the 60s. These TV shows. So Kirby, again, let me go over the rules. This is very, very simple. No way you can get any of these wrong. I'm just going to give you two choices. You pick one or the other. You don't need to explain it. You don't need to justify it. You simply just pick one or the other, and we move on. It's the first one that pops in your mind. Are you ready to play a little rapid fire? I'm ready. The Andy Griffith Show or the Beverly Hillbillies? Uh, Andy Griffith. Bewitched or I Dream of Jeannie? I dream of Jeannie. McHale's Navy or Gomer Pyle, USMC? Gomer Pyle. Hogan's Heroes or Get Smart? Ooh, I liked Hogan's Heroes. Uh, the, that was the correct answer, by the way. Um, <laughs> the Munsters or the Adams Family? See, I was more of a Munsters guy. Again, correct. You're doing well. Okay. My Favorite Martian or Lost in Space? Lost in Space. Boy, you're three for three there. Uh, <laughs> Perry Mason or The Fugitive? Uh, Perry Mason. Gunsmoke or Bonanza? Bonanza. Answer didn't matter. They're the same show. Okay. Um, <laughs> emergency or Adam 12? Adam 12. Mr. Ed or Flipper? Mr. Ed. Uh, the Dick Van Dyke Show or Gilligan's Island? Gilligan's Island. Petticoat Junction or Green Acres? Green Acres. Didn't matter. Same show. Uh, my <laughs> Three Sons or the Brady Bunch? Brady Bunch. The Flintstones or the Jetsons? Flintstones. Batman or Star Trek? Uh, Batman. Incorrect, Kirby. The answer was Star Trek. Again, I don't understand how this happens. <laughs> a week after week, we go over the rules. It's quite frankly sad. Um, All right. Well, but here's the thing. Yeah, I have a rapid fire for you. Oh no! <laughs> We're flipping the script. I like it. All right. All right. I, I have no idea. I've never done this before, so I don't know how many I'm supposed to have. But I have, and it's a, as you might expect, a food based. Rapid okay. fire. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Are, right. are there any rules to this? Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure you know the rules. So okay. we're going to go with, you know, one answer or the other. And okay. I think it's going to make your bill brain explode. Okay. Is okay. There, there's no wrong answer, though, correct? Of Yeah. Fabulous. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> cheeseburger or taco? A cheeseburger. Coffee or espresso? Coffee. Hotcakes or waffles? Waffles. Sushi or steak? Mm, <laughs> sushi. Wrong. Whiskey or rum? Whiskey. Wings or nachos? Wings. Correct. Uh, Spaghetti or lasagna? Neither. (laughs) Wrong answer. Octopus or alligator? Alligator. There you go. So you have officially, we've never done it where I asked you the rapid fire. I I love it. You've been successful, my friend. Well, I I feel successful. Wow, that's... I don't even know what to say anymore except thank our wonderful sponsor and Bam Bams and that great custom headwear program they have. Again, uh, whether it's designed by your team or their team, it really doesn't matter. It's going to be delivered to your customer in 30 days or less from sample approval. And like I said at the top of the show, even better news, Bam Bams has added factories in Vietnam, so it's not going to be impacted by the uh, 25% tariffs uh, moving forward. And that's a great, great benefit for you and your customer. So... um, that's good really, stuff, man. It's really good stuff. So, Kirby, this might be the most fun podcast we've done in a while. I don't know why, but it feels like a really fun one. Cool, man. I enjoyed it. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.